Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I invite you to join me as we explore what it looks like to choose joy in the messy middle while embracing the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to find joy in your every day. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 267 and the kickoff of season six. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be back with you. And so exciting to be recording another episode here at Jumpstart Your Joy. I hope you've had a great month and that you enjoyed those look back episodes. I really do love closing out each season with a look back at the things that we love the most in the last year. And I'm super excited for season six. As you probably heard in the introduction, the theme of this season is all about finding joy in the messy middle. And I really lit up about this idea. It was so hard, I think, for all of us and hard having a show (laughs) that was about the choices of, of how we bring joy into our lives and then having something drop right in the middle, like the pandemic and everything that came after it. I had so much trouble piecing together the rest of the season for season five. And I felt like it needed to have closure so we could move on in a way that embraces or at least addresses in a clearer way what's going on in our world right now. And so I'm really excited about pulling in this topic of finding joy in the messy middle. And you might think that's a strange one, but really at the heart of the show, it's always been the nugget in the middle of this show, which I'll break out in just a minute, like, what is the messy middle? What do I mean when I talk about that? And I'll also talk a little bit about how we find joy in the here and now. Some initial thoughts on that. And then, of course, we get into a whole new set of guests starting next week. And I'm really excited about them as well. Before we get to the show, I want to say hi and welcome back. I hope you've had a very nice September and October and that you're settling into the fall and that you have been well. I'm so glad that you're here and tuning in. If you're new, welcome as well. And you can find everything you need to know about Jumpstart Your Joy over at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And if you want to find show notes for this one, you can find them at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 267, which is the episode number. And you'll get a little recap on what I talk about and then get some links for the things that I'm sharing as well, which is fun. If you're driving, you're walking, you don't need to have a notepad out. You can just enjoy. The other really fun thing that I'm going to be doing, not so much for this episode, but for future episodes in season six, there will be a full transcript in the show notes. So if you've heard something, if you're listening and you're excited and you want to look back and just take a read of them, I'm going to put in a full written transcript at the bottom of every episode, which is fun and exciting. I'm, I'm really excited to offer that. And the other exciting bit of news is I'm working on a book that is about Jumpstart Your Joy, and it'll be out very soon. And I'm going the self-published route. That's with actually a guest of this show. I went with Alexander Franzen, and she has the tiny book course. So that's what I'm working on. Totally excited. And you'll get to hear more about it as it becomes a reality. One great way to find out about that and to hear about three joyful things that I like to write about every week, you can find those on the newsletter, which is also over at that website at jumpstartyourjoy.com. Right smack dab in the middle of the page, you will see sign up for the newsletter and you get one every Thursday. It'll keep you up to date on what's going on. In this first episode in season six, we're going to look at the messy middle. 
And we're going to look at what is it? What do I mean when I say messy middle? How does it relate to our world right now? What can the messy middle teach us about our current world situation and our own personal journey? What does the messy middle have to do with our spiritual journeys? And I have some really big thoughts on that. What can the messy middle teach us about impermanence and how things keep changing in our lives? And how can better understanding that as creatures who love a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, how can that knowledge help us understand why the middle always feels so challenging to us? And so we'll look in this first episode of season six at the messy middle itself, because here we are in 2020, it's October 15th as this episode comes out. So let's answer the question of what is the messy middle as we depart. And originally, I first heard the term from uh, the the blog Young House Love, which is Sherry Petersick and her husband, and they write all about home improvement. And that's what they've done and, and projects and all that kind of thing. It's a great blog. They also now have a podcast. But back when Sherry was redoing her kitchen, I think it might have been 2012, in that context, the messy middle, it was the middle of a home renovation project. You've already got the plan. You've pulled everything out. You've started demolishing things. Maybe you've run into some issues or the plan has issues, or you've run into unexpected things while you're in the middle of pulling everything out. And it's a literal mess, right? The kitchen's pulled apart. You have no way of cooking in your house. And now you've run into, you know, a water main breaking or something like that's the messy middle. And you are in the middle of it and it's taking over your life. And because it's in your house, and I want to read this quote from Sherry, because I think it, it does such a great job of explaining what the messy middle is all about. She said about her own home renovation projects, we have just learned not to panic, to be patient, to have faith, and to keep moving towards a more finished stage, since that's usually when the things finally come together, or when it's a lot more obvious what will solve the issue, like repainting a wall, changing the layout, switching out some chairs, etc., in the middle, it truly is nearly impossible for us to see what's wrong or what's right. So we like to let things shake out since it's usually way clearer a little later in the game when the room comes back together and enough balance and order is restored to get the whole picture instead of judging a half-baked makeover that's really only about 47% complete, end quote. And I love what she's saying here because so the messy middle is a reality and it, it happens when you're in the midst of a big project and you don't really know all the things that you're going to encounter. And in what she's saying, there's somewhat of a surrender. Like I know I'm going to go into the middle of this. It's going to get a little bit crazy and I'm, I'm going to approach the things that I find with an open mind because there's two other pieces that I love about her take on this is one, we know that it will get better, right? <laughs> You're in the middle and you know it's going to be easier to make that decision or easier to figure out what to do next once you take a few more steps. Don't panic in the middle because you have to just keep moving forward. The other thing that I love so much about what she's saying is not to judge the middle. It's going to be confusing. It's going to upturn your life. It's going to make things confusing. And we can't judge that time. I, I feel like this is also very almost Pema Chodron of her book, When Things Fall Apart. It's that same thing. Like, don't judge the middle for what it is. 
notice your reaction and move forward. So that is the messy middle. The other piece of the messy middle is I feel like there's a very spiritual side to this. And many of you know that my background from an educational perspective is religion and religious studies. And I have a Master of Arts in Religion from Yale Divinity School. And oh, I love talking about Lent, which is a strange reference. But I love it because it is that thing where people are going into basically the messy middle, into the messiness, into the the thin place, into the hard space of what it means to be human. And in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for it is ha-midbar, and it means the wilderness, which is in an interesting space of the Old Testament representing when we go into the messy middle, it is like we are in the wilderness. Things are foreign to us. We don't understand the landscape. You know, it's not easy to get the things that we're used to having, like food and water and when we don't have all the same comforts of home. The other amazing thing about Hamidbar, the wilderness, is that it's a time of self-understanding and literature often recognizes it as the hero's journey. So that's also made famous by Joseph Campbell in his book, The Hero's Journey. And it's also the theme and the heart of every Pixar movie. But the character, our hero or heroine, goes out into the world looking for themselves, trying to find out that nugget about themselves. And they learn something very important on the way, and they come back, usually, a changed person. And that going out and into that place, that liminal space, it is the wilderness. It is the messy middle. If we think about Moses, it's after he's left with his people, (laughs) let my people go, after they've left Egypt and they wander for 40 years, They're looking for the promised land after they leave and he parts the Red Sea and all of that. And they head on out into Hamidbar, the wilderness. The thing that's really interesting to notice about Moses and many of these wilderness stories is that many times on these journeys, the horizon or where they have been is so far behind them that they can no longer see that place. So they could no longer see Egypt. If they look backwards, they can't see where they've been. And in the wilderness, the future or the promised land or the place that they're headed towards is still so far away that they can't see that yet on the horizon either. And so they're in this space that isn't connected and they're in this space that feels new and different. And that's the middle. We don't like the middle, I think is the thing to take away from it is the middle is hard and it's confusing and there's a lot of things that come up and there's just way too many unknowns out in the middle. And so I think we can say (laughs) that the year 2020 and where we're sitting right now, it is the middle. We are in the middle and in the wilderness right now. The world that we knew at the end of 2019 is pretty far away. I'm sure it feels really distant to many of us. And on the horizon, we don't know what the resolution point will be for many things. And that's the other hard part is the pandemic. We also don't know about in the U.S. what our election cycle will look like. We've got a lot of equality and injustice questions that have come up that need a resolution. We don't know exactly how that's going to land. There's a lot of unknowns. I think the thing that this points out to me is that humans very much love stories that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's what we're drawn to as humans. And right now we're in that space where we're in the middle and we don't know what the end is. Another interesting little side note is I believe I read this in the New York Times, but they very recently said that in the last six months of 
our world, we've encountered the equivalent of five years of change. There's been so much crunched into this time that usually you don't see this kind of change. It, it doesn't go this quick and it usually takes five years for it to happen. And so there's a lot going on out here in this wilderness. If you think about everything that's coming at us, it is really a messy middle. And so the season of the podcast is about our time now with all of this uncertainty and with the uncertainty being the truth of our reality. It is really going to look at the question of how do we find joy now without knowing where all these things lead? How do we step into that place where we don't know how the home improvement project ends, but we have the sense and the faith to move on? And we don't know where the promised land exactly is if we are looking at Moses and we're out in the, the wilderness with him. But we know it's on the horizon. We know it's out there. We know the good things coming. And while many of us don't like the feeling of being out in the wilderness or in the messy middle, it is the place where transformation is possible and occurs and where we get to know ourselves in a brand new way because we have to figure stuff out for ourselves. And I think that's a really exciting way of thinking about this. Since we know that humans love a beginning, a middle, and an end in a story, what would change if we knew the ending of this story? What if, what would we, how would we act different if we knew what was to come? I don't know. I'll just put it out there. <laughs> Great question from a monk friend of mine. And I've, I want to share a few bits of inspiration for this topic that have come up for me in the, the last couple of weeks. And to say it's all a work in progress. I think at this seven month mark, we are very different people than the ones who started out on this journey. I know early on, probably in an episode back in season five, I talked about how it felt like with everything shutting down, we couldn't really see much past our own horizon. We couldn't see what was happening next. And the horizon got really close for us. It gave us more time for introspection. And there was a necessity to break things down into the basics because many of us have no surge capacity left. And at the six-month mark, that's what studies are starting to show is that we're in this space now because we've been out here in the wilderness and in the messy middle for long enough that at the six-month mark, most of us are at a point where we don't have a surge capacity. And I, I heard about this on Brene Brown's podcast, and I'll put a link in the show notes, but that basically we're kind of maxed out. And so when something hits us and we feel a frustration, we don't have the space to just incorporate the feelings or the emotions, and we're much more willing to either just cut things off or stop doing them or maybe have a, a, a big emotional response about something. But we don't have that capacity that we used to have where we could regulate with change and absorb some of the things that come in and hit us every day that maybe we don't like. And I think that's something to notice about ourselves right now in this time is that piece is gone. And so we really are in that very thin space of having to make choices about how do I react when somebody pisses me off or how do I react when I'm exhausted and I don't have a lot of strength or I don't have the ability to think in a bigger way and, and everything feels really close. And so noticing that about yourself, I think, is super important because it means you could just choose to step out if a conversation is too heated or you could... Just say, you know, I'm giving myself a timeout, which is something I did on a recent trip. I decided I was going to go work in the garage because 
I just needed a little more space for myself. But I think noticing that about yourself, if you feel that surge capacity is gone and you want to have a different reaction, let yourself work your way through that. On that same recent trip, we were up on the coast and I found myself thinking about the changing weather that we saw just out, outside our window. It's up at a place called the Sea Ranch and I'll, I'll post a couple pictures on Instagram this week. Jumpstart your joy is the handle if you want to see this. But we would see every day there would be fog that would come in either in the afternoon or the morning. And then there would also be intermittent sunshine. And it was very interesting to watch the weather just go by. Because I noticed that we may, as individuals, have a preference for one or the other. Maybe we really love fog or we really love sunshine. And while we can't control which one shows up outside our window, we do get to decide how we interpret and how we react to each, whether that be fog or sunshine. And it gave me this thought of what if we think about this time in the messy middle or in the wilderness, however we want to call it, the way that we think about when there's a foggy day or when there's clouds around us. What I noticed outside the window was that when the fog came in, the horizon snapped closer and it limited the view that I could see outside because usually I could see all the way to the ocean. But now I noticed little details that were much closer to the house that we were renting. I could see that there was beauty in the, the tall grasses just outside the field. There was beauty in the way that the fog hugged the trees. And while I couldn't still see the ocean in the distance, I knew it was there. And I knew that the ocean was just on the other side of the fog. And I also knew that I would see it again. And it gave me this depth of thinking about impermanence and the changing of things. And it also made me think of one of my favorite poems, which is Fog by Carl Sandburg. And it goes like this. The fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over harbor and city on silent haunches and then moves on. I love that that Carl Sandburg has personified fog. But it speaks to the impermanence. It comes in for just a moment. It changes the landscape for a moment. So to, to wrap this up, I think that the fog and the weather is like the messy middle. We don't know how long the situation will be here. Like we don't know how long the fog will be here. We don't know how long it will last. We do know that it's here right now and it will change. Just like this fog on his little cat feet. And as my friend Christy Tending likes to remind me, that impermanence is a reality, right? The only thing that we know is that everything around us is going to change. So when we fight it and we feel frustrated and we put our energy and our emotion out and against it, then it causes pain and it feels hard. But when we can kind of learn to surrender or accept the change and know that it's going to keep changing and not be upset about it, No one gets upset about the fog, (laughs) just as no one gets upset about someone sneezing. It's just a thing. It just happens. I think when we can think of the fog and this messy middle that we have found ourselves in right now, when we can think of it as impermanent and ever-changing and evolving, we, we can see that change and that messy middle is healthy. And in this case, I think it's also hopeful. Just like I could sense and knew that there was ocean and a view beyond the fog that day, we also know that there is a view and something beyond what is our current reality right now, and it will come. 
And so we've kind of unpacked the messy middle right here. And I'm really excited in the next episodes that we'll also look at how do we find joy now? And that's the question. That's like the question I will be sure and ask every guest that shows up. There have already been some really great answers that I cannot wait for you to hear. And I'll also give you my own thoughts on it as we evolve into it and as this landscape and this wilderness changes and as we go on this journey together because we are in it together. And we'll notice different things about this fog and the landscape together as we're out here. So I'm really excited and I'm so glad that you're here. And I hope that you'll check out Instagram. You'll see pictures of the fog. Maybe you'll share a little bit with me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com about how you're finding this space. Maybe the messy middle or the fog or the little cat's feet spoke to you. I'd love to hear from you if it did. And I really hope that you'll tune in next week because I have Dr. Jeff Spies on and he wrote a book, an amazing book, and it's called Dying with Ease. And we have the most exquisite conversation where we talk about how do we find joy in the now, even though we all know that the journey for us here ends in dying. And so it's kind of an interesting conversation to have right now. And then later this month, Megan Gallagher will be on to talk about anxiety. I have Molly McGlynn Noterer coming on to talk about how she has worked with seniors and been inspired by them. And in just in a few weeks, I have one of the members of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band on as well. So it's going to be a really fun and insightful and hopefully very joyful take on how do we find joy right now in the messy middle. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to find show notes for this episode, they're jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 267. While you're on the website, you can sign up for my newsletter. You'll find out more about the episodes as they come out and more about the book that I'll be doing. I'd love to have you sign up and come and follow along on Instagram. I would love to have you join in the conversation there and, you know, see what I'm up to. I hope you'll come on back next week for Dr. Jeff Spies. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.